We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Following a team you love in 2019 can be time-consuming. Trying to follow everything happening in sports is almost incomplete. Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is impossible. That's why I subscribe to Axios Sports, the best free daily newsletter in the land. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, you'll get the best stories from the NBA and NFL to cricket and ping pong and everything in between. Axios Sports also highlights the most important stats and trends giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up, and it's free. Go to sports.axios.com. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the friend sharing an amazing link with your buddies. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And the best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free Sports content delivered directly to you. Sign up at sports.axios.com. Again, try it for free at sports.axios.com. The Detroit Lions wraps up their bye week. So on today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we're going to have a mailbag episode. The mailbag episode is where we'll just answer some of the questions we received on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook on episode 47 of The Pride Podcast. going on guys welcome back to the pride podcast episode 47 on the blue wire network and guys we do not have a game preview for you right now but we have a very special podcast that i've been waiting for to do for a very long time you guys really enjoy these it's time for mailbag time so i'm gonna start off with peter peter's got the first question to start off 
this mailbag episode. What is it? Mail time. Mail time. Cause some came in the mail today. Okay. Okay. These nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <he. laughs> Got him. <he. laughs> um, let's start with this. This is you from Mister Hilsta. I'm not sure if I pronounce his name right. He's like, did you? Did any of you guys play football before? Uh, I have never played. I played some backyard football, you know, like my grandma's house on Thanksgiving, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. But like, I've never actually played professional football. At least you mean, you mean like organized, organized? Yeah, yeah. Or, 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 not professional. Oh, like, like in a league. He definitely played professional. No, no, no. Oh yeah, organized. I don't. I might have played on like flag. I have played in flag football, like in elementary school, but like, like that's whatever. But no, I never played tackle football. Organized, but backyard yeah. football, man. Thanksgiving, man, that's fun. After the Lions win, or when they lose, you know, I got some. I got the arm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was gonna say like we we don't always win, but hey, no, I mean, no but when they lose, I I'm, I'm angry, man. <laughs> you don't win play. That, yeah. That, it it could be overthrown sometimes, though. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I've never played in the league, but when I do play, I do play quarterback and I do play safety. But like that's backyard stuff. I've never played. Like, do you, do you have an arm like Patrick Mahomes, or is it like I have a nice spiral? It's not strong, but it's a nice spiral. Brandon, okay, wow. I should say I said just um, I just toss that boy around. I have a really oh, nice spiral, actually. I got that Stafford sidearm. <laughs> I was I was a little I was a little athlete in, in high school. I ran track and I um, also played football. But a I'm, little, Malcolm. What was your forty time in high school? I, I I told you I ran track too. So, um, yeah, I, I did run a four three in, in high school. Oh, but you. I was really small. Um, really really small. I, in high school, I was weighing like one fifty, one fifty five, one fifty, maybe like one forty five on a good day. <laughs> So I was really, really, really small. So that's why I didn't really pursue my football career. Um, I did eventually get heavier now. Um, you know, I'm like two, two oh eight right now. Okay. So <clears throat> I did that. And then after high school, um, when I didn't really get any, um, any look at as far as like college wise, because like I, I was, so, I was, I was tiny as hell. So um, I decided to play semi pro. So I did some semi pro for a couple years and. I had some fun, and that's as far as I go as far as playing football. I played corner and kick return. Wow. Awesome. I've got to mention, for the mailbag, it's very self-explanatory. We kind of just answer some of your guys' questions that you guys left on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, whatever you guys left. We answer most of your guys' questions, you know, for the first time, if you guys, this is your first time listening to a mailbag episode or to the Pride Podcast. If it is your first time, go ahead and review us on Apple Podcasts. We always appreciate that. But, Pierre, continue with the questions. Uh, it's a follow-up question. Uh, is Jelani Tavari a surprise to you guys? I'll start first. I mean, when they selected him at first, I was kind of surprised. But then I saw him in camp, and I saw him in preseason. I was like, all right, this guy's legit. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say he's a surprise, really. He was a surprise pick. But then when you see him in camp, you see why they picked him. Yeah, that that was uh, very well explained. I'll say this. When they picked him, yeah, very shocked, very surprised. But at camp, well, you know, I'm a little understating that. But <laughs> uh, watching Kim in training camp a lot was – I was really impressed with him. I'm not going to even lie to you guys. I don't know if this is a question for future. But um, I've actually been more impressed with him so far this season than Jared Davis in his three years as a Lion. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I wouldn't go that far yet. I don't know. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I've been more impressed with him and his coverage skills. I thought he's just been a better overall football player than Jared so far. 
to me. Mm, I don't. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. But what about you, Malcolm? I mean, with the limited opportunities he had, he he did look good. When he got drafted, I was baffled. <laughs> I, I mean, I was lost of words, man. I was I was so confused when they drafted him because nobody knew who he was. Like the the kid from Hawaii, You're like okay, you know, there's a whole bunch of people were thinking about getting, and then they drafted him. I had no idea who he was, so, but he, yeah, he definitely exceeded expectations. He looked like he belonged at the second round pick, and he could be the linebacker of the future. Who knows? But yeah, he, I liked him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like him. See, he changed his hair up a little bit. I didn't even notice that he changed his hair uh, during the bye week. You know, oh, it was, it's not as poofy anymore. It's a little. More dready now. Cut it, or uh, it's just like dreaded up now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right, Hawaii. <laughs> all right, and he also said he's from Hawaii. Can I get a shout out? So shout out to Mister Hillstuff. All right, let's all go. Right. Let's go to the next question. All right. Okay, this one's fun. We've talked about this a little between us, but let's talk about it to him. This is from um, Kishan Goli O six one eight. Or zero six one eight potential trades, and what will we give up? Okay, you want me to start off with this? I want to start with this because I'm jealous about other teams. I was watching a ton of teams, man, and I want a damn pass rush. <laughs> I, I've been texting Malcolm and Tyler about this like all weekend. I want a pass rush. I mean, I our pass rush is decent right now, but man, I, I want I want another guy to put in there. Yeah, Pierre. Thank you. Like, th- thank you for making a Chandler Jones post and uh, flooding my DMs <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> All right, I'll take Chandler Jones. I don't care about the salary. We have cap space. We want to win now. I really don't care about the salary. Um, Vic Beasley makes some sense. There's like some talk saying the Falcons could look to move some of their guys. Um, some guys from the Bengals can make sense. Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap. It just depends who's available, but I, I want to get a pass rush, even if it's like a situational pass rush, like some dude that like we really don't know about could be out there. I don't know. So a lot of trades happen. What is the most you're willing to give up for? Like, I mean, you don't have to give me like for each specific player, but like, what's the most you're willing to give up, and what player would it be out of the list you kind of just said? All right, the most I'd give up, like Chandler Jones, to me is still like an elite pass rusher. I'd give up a second round pick for him. Okay. And obviously eat up all the contract from the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, we have some cash space though. For now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, money on the books. That's a lot. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'll say this: if we do make a trade, I'm all down for a trade because I think we still have some. What is it? Holes, but you know, could use some upgrade. Is I'm honestly looking more at the offensive side of the ball. I'm looking more at the running back position. I'm looking more for another wide receiver. Um, you know, there's guys like Kenny Drake that I could see <laughs> popping up out there. I could see guys like Robbie Anderson from the New York Jets popping out there. Kind of guys like that. Devontae Parker's another name. And honestly, there's like so many. Like, have you guys noticed? There's like a- extra bad teams this year. There's like there's gonna be a like decent amount of teams I think that will be willing to sell some pieces off, selling some older players or some expiring contracts. And I think the most I'm willing to give up for an offensive piece is probably like a third-round pick, maybe a second-round pick at best. So I'm, I don't know if I'm on the boat of another uh, pass rusher because I really still like the guys we have. I know our pass rusher hasn't looked great, 
I'm going to give it some time, though. And the deadline, I believe, is week eight. So I think it's like October 29th. It's in three weeks from tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So we have some time to still evaluate this team to see what we need. We'll see a big test in Green Bay Monday while we preview it. So hopefully we can get some pressure on that Green Bay offensive line and we don't have to trade a valuable draft pick for one of those guys. Spoiler yeah. alert, they're a legit offensive line, but we'll talk about that later. Yep. What about yeah. you? Um, I'm, I, I agree with Pierre and, 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 and you as well. As far as the pass rush hasn't been exactly what we expected it to be. You know, when in the offseason, when we were talking about this offensive line, we thought this was going to be like a powerhouse, like a line that just – Kind of like the Vikings back in the, like a couple years ago, the Vikings offensive line, uh, defensive line, how they were just getting up to the quarterback. That's how that's how I thought this off the defensive line was going to look. But you know, they don't. We it looked like we were missing that explosive guy. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying go you know trade your second round pick trying to get a big name guy, a known guy, big known name guy to come in there and you know. Be that guy, especially a guy who's twenty nine years old. I, I'm I'm not trying to spend, you know, high pieces for it. Now, I'm all down for those low key guys who people now don't really know about. Maybe Patricia, you know, Bob Quinn, you know, they're they're great at scouting guys, right. so they could bring get a guy for you know cheap. Maybe spend like a fourth round, bring in a guy who, you know, might not really know who he is, but he comes out and ball out, kind of like how Devon Connor did and. And uh, Okora did, you know, some somebody that could just be explosive. All we need is somebody that's explosive on the end, and they could be a you know a key person. You uh, brought up um, Kenyon Drake, and Kenyon Drake is, I like him. You know, I see, I watch, I watch a lot of him because I do live in South Florida. For people that don't know, you know, he's a young guy; he's only twenty five years old. So, when we look at Kenyon Drake. He doesn't really have an injury history. How, like, what would Miami give up for him? Like, I think you know, he, I think we could honestly hustle Miami like a fourth round for him, <laughs> to be honest. And they'll probably give him away for a fourth round. I, I mean, I don't know. Backs are valuable this, you know, this day and age. So they gave they gave up um they gave up um a for a fourth round. Yeah, yeah like, Jordan but, Howard went for a fifth in the offseason. Backs are not yeah. that valuable anymore I mean, because like you could draft a ton of them. There's young yeah, backs coming in. For some reason, like Miami might be trying to. Get rid of these guys, and they yeah. could might they might give them up. So I, mean, I think shit. I do for I, I think you could try throw a low ball off right him and try to see a fourth round. But he's a twenty five year old back. Oh, you could probably go go a third round, you know. And he's a very productive guy. You know, do get out of Kenyon Drake. Hold up, hold up. Just to be clear, I would never give a third round for an expiring running back on a deal because running backs are not as valuable anymore. The most I give up is a fourth, but I try to do a fifth or a sixth for him. Yeah, I mean, they're just not valuable in the league. You saw Jordan Howard in the offseason go exactly. for a fifth. We were, we were shocked. I believe a sixth, uh-huh. actually. Huh? I, think it was, I think it was a conditional six, actually. Conditional wow. six, whatever. Wow. So they're just not valuable. You saw Golden Tate last year on an expiring deal go for a third. He's uh, 30, though. I didn't know Kenyon Drake was on an expiring deal, though. He's on an expiring deal? Yeah. Oh, shit. You could probably, yeah, probably a fifth or a sixth round you could get him for. I'm pretty sure he's on an expiring deal, right? If he's on an expiring deal, you could probably get him for a fifth or a sixth round. Well, then, yeah. I, I mean, I just think we need a young compliment back to go with carry on. I mean, I like, you know, Ty and JD. I just don't think either of them are a number two back on any football team, honestly. So Yeah, he's in the last year of his deal. So, yeah. I think a guy like Kenyon Drake and a team like Miami who's struggling really badly right now, 
which is a very understatement struggling very badly. But um, uh, I, th- I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, get a compliment back or even going for another speedy wide receiver. I mean, Shouldn't I we have to Duke Johnson, man? Yeah, from Cleveland. When he was available? Damn, yeah. they should have went up to him, man. That would have been a good pickup. I would have not even mind if they went for Carlos Hyde when yeah. he was available. Like, I don't know. I just, I just want a good compliment back to go with carry on so we don't have to put the, all the workload on him, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I want to say something about our D-line, though. I think they're just still, like, a little rusty and obviously coming off injuries, coming off stuff. But, man, they need to step up after this bye week. They had some time off. They got their feet wet a little. They need to, they need to play good. They need to play better. The whole D-line as a whole, you know? So Yeah, no more excuses now. Got after a bye week, played a month of football. You got to step up now, live up to your contracts. All right, here is a question from Dill92333. After seeing how the NFC is shaking out, how many wins do you think it'll take to either win the division or make a wild card? Um, I think to win the division... The Lions need to win, I think, 10 games, at least to win 10 games. I don't think nine is going to get the job done. I think 10 is going to need at least 10 to get the job done. It might even meet, it might need to be 11. I think 10 will get the job done, though. If you go 10, 5, and 1, I think you should be able to win the division with that record. Yeah, I agree. I'd say 10, unlike, unless something crazy happens, like injuries or stuff. But like right now, I'd say it's 10 games. Yeah, because I mean, you got the Vikings. Their passing game woke up last week. Their running game is good. You got the Bears, who still have a good defense. They got exposed a little bit. They did, but they had some injuries also. And then you got the Packers, who like who kind of all around look really good, kind of like us, to be honest. Like us and Packers, I think are the best teams in the in the North right now. But I mean, overall, it's anyone's. It's still anyone's. No one has like really taken it away yet. I was saying if Green Bay wins this game Monday night to the Detroit Lions, they're in very good control of winning the NFC North because then they will be at 5-1 and one overall as a record, and they will be 3-0 and oh in the division. While the Lions, who are in second place right now, would be 2-2-1, two, two and one, and then Chicago and Minnesota pending. We'll see what they would do. But like I'm saying, this is a huge game for the Detroit Lions on Monday night. They need this game to stay... In the division race, because you lose this game, you're looking kind of far right now. From I wouldn't you. say that. Yeah, because we haven't played game. exactly. We haven't You'd played have any division yet. games left. Yeah, but then Green Bay would be three zero in the division. So what? what? Been, let's oh, play this again. Yeah, what? But they dropped their next three. That's. <laughs> I mean, they look really good right now. That's that's. I know, you know but a lot everybody. I mean, you're saying that the Bears can't beat them if the Bears like. Well, offense is going to beat them. I mean, I don't think that offense could beat the Green Bay defense. No, but I'm saying like anything could happen in division, man. I'm not saying yeah. just because they beat us doesn't mean they're going to sweep the division. No, yeah. no, 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 no. But thing- I'm saying this is that Green Bay, if they beat us on Monday night, they look really good to win the division because they'll play Minnesota and Minnesota, which will be tough. But then they get Chicago at home because they've already beat Chicago on the road. So they're that's looking really good, insane, and and then you got and you also got you also got a factor that they they got to come to Detroit week seventeen. Well, so I mean we beat them, I mean we beat them week seventeen at home. You got to make that game mean something at that point. Yeah. But uh, I'm not too big. I'm not going to say it's over if we lose. You know, it's not going to be. They're going to have a they're going to have a good advantage right now. But is it over? No, it's not over. But it's not. They like haven't it. played the Chiefs yet. They have. They still have a pretty tough schedule. A pretty tough road. It's not like it's not cakewalk for them. Oh, I mean, there's not a cakewalk in the NFL at all. Exactly. They lost to a bang-up Eagles team. Yeah, yeah. I think I said anything could happen to them. 
Yeah, they beat, so, a, they, beat a, they beat a good Cowboys team on Dallas in Dallas, though. I think Dallas might be a little overrated, but we'll talk about. I mean, we'll, <laughs> we cover them when we play them. Yeah, I'm just saying, Green Bay. They win this game Monday night. They're in a good driver's seat, in my opinion. I th- I call them. They are okay. as of right now, but shit, anything can happen, man. They, reality, they are one game ahead of us. Well, a game and a half ahead of us. Yep, right now. Um, game ahead of us, I think. Right. No, they have four wins. Yeah, they have oh, four wins. A half, yeah. So, they all, they, I mean, we'll be 0-1-1 in division, but then, you know, we play Minnesota after that. We play Raiders after that. Our favor, our, our schedule is very favorable, so I wouldn't say it is over. Yeah. And um, to go to your question about how many wins, I almost forgot the question. Um, <laughs> how many wins we will need? I would say 10. And the reason why I say 10 is because of that, that draw. Right. And that that draw is, is actually is a blessing in disguise because if we do get ten wins, the next team will have to get eleven wins to, to jump us. If they get ten if they go ten and six, we will we will have a better record than them because we'll, our winning percentage will be better. Oh. So ten wins will get it because that will mean that either the Packers, Vikings, or Bears will have to get eleven wins. I don't really see them getting eleven wins. I think the only one that could possibly cause a threat to get 11 wins to go 11 to 5 will be the Packers. But then again, I I don't know. I, they they might not. I don't I don't know. Yeah. That that tie could be a blessing in disguise or it could be bite you in the ass. So. It, it could. I mean, it all depends on how how it shakes up. Yeah. It's just But if we I, get 11 wins, I, I think I think 11 wins seals it. Yeah. No, it, I don't it, think they're getting 12. I don't think any of them are getting 12 wins. It just sucks who you got the tie to. <laughs> have you guys week, seen the Cardinals? Yeah, I mean it's week one. Yeah, week one. it was week one. You oh. know, we had no idea what we were expecting. We kind of came out there, came out there with our blindfolds on. So it is what it is. I'm yeah. not worried about it. And we'll play the Cardinals now. <laughs> It'll be over. Yeah. Um, okay. This next question is from I'm Accurate. He said, "Who should we start at uh, middle linebacker, JD or Tavai?" I think this is pretty simple. I think it's Jared Davis all the way. Um, the coaching staff loves him. Paul Pascone praised him the other day. They they said they ask him to do a lot, and he does a lot. So that's my I, – I don't think Tavai is, like, ready to be a full-time starter. And if he was a starter, maybe next year he could start. I don't think he's ready to be a full-time starter right now. Who should they start and who is playing better? Who's playing better right now is Jelani Tavai. Who should start – no, hold on, I got you. Jared Davis should start. I'm not saying he shouldn't start. But who's playing better right now is Jelani Tavai. But Jared Davis should still be the starter for this Detroit Lions middle linebacker spot. Just because Jelani Tavai is still super young. And he's still getting a good role with the team right now, even with Jared out there. I still like his role on the Lions. I know he's a lot more limited with Jared out there. But I think you still stick with Davis. If Davis continues to struggle for another two more weeks, like if this continues on for four weeks since he's been back, then you can maybe look at the move. But for now, for now, you stick with Jared. And Jared is rusty, too. Like he's... I don't want to hear that shit. I said I'll give him two more weeks. If he's still shit. All right, weeks, all right. Then That's I'm sticking Jelani there. But the athleticism, too, is huge, too. Uh, Jared is, like, a lot more athletic than Jelani is. That plays a role, too. Well, I'm just saying, if Jared is still struggling in two more weeks, then I'm looking at the move. Who's the better player? Who's helping me out better? All right. And I'm going to go Jelani. But I'm going to give Jared for now. But he's right, step up his game. What do you think? I mean, it's obvious. The answer is, is Jared Davis. Even though, um, like Tyler was saying, he hasn't been playing his best football. But, 
you know, it is what it is. He's rusty. You know, he's rusty. The way he, he ain't played no preseason games, right? He played, he played the, no preseason. He played the first quarter. The Bills. Not even the first quarter. Hurt. It was like, first, like play. The first two plays of the first Bills two plays. Game. And he got injured, and then yeah. well, he played like two games right now. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna be rusty. He, you know, he hasn't really been playing football, so he's got to get back into football. Yeah, and once he gets in that, he'll be all right. You know, they ask him, they ask him of him to do a lot. As far as last week, they asked him to to spy. He was like to spy for from um, Patrick Mahomes. So right, it all depends on it all depends. But I, I still believe in JD. I don't think oh, yeah. he's definitely bad. Oh, I mean, yeah, no. So I've been playing better, but JD's still the guy. I agree. I'm just saying, if it continues, you gotta look who's helping me out at now compared to who could be helping me. So. If it yeah. continues, then you. I think you're. If that happens, it. that happens. You probably have. A, might have to. Um, I have a big problem. When is JD's? What's, what's his contract looking like? He still got like two more years on it. So they got two more years, but man, if they bench him. Uh, they might well, like cut him. Like a year, and I think a fifth year option. A year and a fifth. Yeah, if they if they bench him, I don't see him coming back next year. Jim, they think really high of him. I I, I, I do too. I I really think he'll figure out his game. I'm just saying. Well, if it does, like it somehow does continue, then I think it, there's there's going to be controversy of who should be starting, and Tavai or Jared. But that's just like a what if. So if I he, think we'll have his best game next week. I really do. But I hope. we'll talk about that later. I'm just saying, if it continues, you got to look at like both sides. If it continues, you got to look who's helping me out. Now. Right. But if it, I I don't think it's going to continue. I'm just saying, if it does continue, but for right. now, I'm if, I'm sticking. That's with the case, man. He. I don't. I don't see him being on the roster next year. If that's the case, if that happens, it has to continue for that to happen. Yeah, that's just a big what if, though. That's just yeah. Well, let's let's move on to the next question. All right, this is from Jacob Ortiz A. He says the air around Detroit just feels different. Do you think they can keep it up and take the division? I honestly think they can. Um, I'll start with this. I think like Patricia's game planning has been really, really good this year. Even last year was good, and like when you got a balanced offense, the running game started to take off a little last week. When you have a balanced offense, you have four different guys who get 100 yards, and then defensively, no one can really pass on you. Just got to fix that pass rush. I think this team, if they like get better at rushing the passer and continue to stay healthy, this team can go really far. Yes, I do think they could win the division. Yeah, I, I did ask that first in that question. I thought he was talking about the actual error, like in Michigan, because the error in Michigan's been like all screwed up. It's fifty-eight degrees on Friday. Today it's seventy degrees. Like, man, like people with allergies right now understand me. Like, you know, like you're wiping your nose every second. But back to football. I'm, I'm talking too much about the weather. Who cares about that? But back to football. Um, is the air different? Um, I, I mean, if I had to say right now, watching September football which I don't like to take too much out of September football, but it just seems a little different now this year just because Patricia kind of brought in his guys. You know, he brought in guys that are bought in, kind of like compared to last year where guys were not really bought in because you still had, um, this is kind of a, not the, I don't know how to put this anyway, but Caldwell's leftovers, I guess, as you could say them. You know, you had guys like Glover Quinn. You guys just had some guys who were not... Golden Tate. Golden Tate. You know, just guys like that example. You just guys didn't have bought-in guys. Darius Slate was not even bought-in last year at this time. Or, yeah, at this time. But now I think you got your guys, guys that know your culture, know who you are. It just feels different. We'll see, man. You just got to see more football out of it. But, you know, they have obviously looked pretty good this 
first month of football, and they've made things a lot interesting than most people expected. So um, I'll say yes for now, but you know we'll see how as the season goes on. But yeah, it, it does feel a little bit different. Um, you know, Patricia seems like he got these guys all bought in, and it just yeah seems different. Yeah, it definitely feels like the culture change in Detroit. Like you can you can see it. You're like these guys, right. they actually believe. Like they they believe they could be there. They could win every game, and that that's the mindset you gotta have. And yeah, we could definitely. Did he actually? We could win the division. Yeah. To answer that question, yes, we. I do think that we do have a shot to win the division. Um. Yeah, I, I just agree. Just based with that. on the guys. Yeah. I, I didn't answer that question. I think yeah, we could win, definitely win the division. Um. Honestly, just looking at the division overall this year. Like the Chicago Bears defense is really nice, but then their offense really sucks. And trash, then look, trash. Yeah, and then you look at the Minnesota Vikings. Their defense is pretty nice. Their offense is kind of trash, like they're, trash. They're just like a, they're like just a solid team overall. They're not really like flashing any specific categories, but like they struggle at some specific Kirk, categories. Kirk Cousins still sucks. And then I mean, we had a good game last week. They're running yeah, play. versus the Giants. They're running That's like that's like having a good game against the Dolphins. That is true. The Giants <laughs> secondary is awful. But Tyler, you you said like the Vikings are not really good at any one part. I think their running game's legit, and I think their deal yeah. legit. Well, no, no, I'm saying I meant I should have said this. They have good, they're good at specific categories, but they really lack at some specific categories. And you look at Green Bay. I know they look very good in Dallas overall, almost everywhere. And they might have have improved, but their run defense has been very bad this year overall. So that's like one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. It looked better, obviously, versus Dallas and Zeke. So it might have improved. I'm not doubting that. Uh, it looked better because they were down like 21-0 and they had to pass the ball. Zeke well, still averaged like five yards a carry. Well, yeah. So if you look at – and I look at the Lions team, I'm like, they have their like they're not great at any like specific position, but they're like just solid everywhere. You know they they generate solid pressure. Their secondary is pretty good. Their offense is solid. Their run game is solid. Everything about the Lions is solid. They're not really like lacking anything. Like they don't have a Chicago Bears offense. They don't have a Packers run defense. Even though our run defense ain't nothing to brag about, and we don't have a Vikings like Kirk Cousins situation. I guess you could call it. But I don't know. I think we're just solid everywhere. So. I think we do have a legit chance of, you know, competing for the division and potentially winning the division. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, let's take a quick break, okay. and then we'll get back into the questions. Awesome. Humans have been shaving for thousands of years, and the secret to a great shape, it hasn't changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't need flex belts or heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add a gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters, sharp, durable blades at a fair price. I love Harry's because it gives me a close, shave, easy glide, low price. Do us a favor and check out harrys.com, that's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com slash bluewire for your free trial today. Why Harry's? Aries is a return to the essential quality, durable blades at a fair price. Just $2 per blade. That's right, only $2. Aries is super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without subscription. And there's no risk to you for trying them out. And if you don't love your shape, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. That's right, a full refund. Listeners of my show can redeem their Aries trial set at 
Harry's as H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash blue wire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to hairbeast.com slash brewery to start shaving better today. All right, guys, we are back. So now I will be getting some questions from my page. First question I got from my page is from Tyler Gosling. Why do we suck against the run? And I want to start off with Pierre with this one. Why do we suck against the run? Why do we suck against the run? I wouldn't say we necessarily suck against the run. I think what the Lions have been doing is trying to stop opponents passing the ball. And also, you have guys who are rusty. You have Trey Flowers, who's rusty. You have Snacks Harrison, who's rusty. Um, you're missing Mike Daniels and Deshaun Hand. Again, like you're not at full strength. And in the beginning of the year, you're missing your best linebacker, Jared Davis. So it, it should be better, and I think it will be better. It has to be better. Snacks hasn't played like Snacks, but like, like Dan I said, Harrison. I think it's just rust. You know what I mean? Hopefully, I mean, they have to fix it on Monday night because Green Bay loves to run the ball. Aaron Jones, four touchdowns. Dallas. They did that against a pretty good damn front, too. So, yep. So, um, I think they'll be fine, to be honest. I'm not that concerned about the run defense because in Kansas City, they didn't care if the teams ran the ball and they they were trying to stop the pass. And then Philadelphia, they sort of stopped it. It was like up and down. Yeah. So, yeah. I wouldn't say, I agree. I don't think it necessarily sucks, but it's definitely not good or even average it's kind of below average right now it's i wouldn't necessarily say suck because i think like green Bay suck their run defense i think ours is like below average if i'd say but it could have better you know you just need snacks to do what he was doing last year and then it just could he do it i don't know and I then jared also you know jared is like rusty jared is big in the run game he's one of our best run defenders yeah and you got trey flowers who's really good he played well last week so these guys once they start to get more fresh not as rusty It'll, it'll get going. I'm not that worried about it, to be honest. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. I do think if we do play a team that's like really strong on the run, like if we did play like the Cowboys, I think they would game plan and scheme to stop the run game versus you know trying to stop the deep ball. You know, so I, I think you know they, I think they're they're right where they. I don't think they're right where they want to be in that running game, but that running defense, but. I don't think it's. I don't think it's shitty. I don't think it's bad. I think they, you know, is able to hold up against you know these guys. So yep. I'm not too worried about it. All right. This question is from Ethan Gingras, fifty five. Final thoughts on going after Jalen Ramsey. What do you got to say about this period? I know you were really high on Jalen Ramsey about two, three weeks ago. So All right, where are you sitting now? I love Jalen Ramsey. You guys already know this. He's one of my favorite players, not on the Lions. Him and Aaron Donald. I love the way those two guys play. They're just like really good football players. Anyways, um, I would still trade for him, but right now the asking price is too high. Like they reports are they've already declined like two ones or something like that. And they're not gonna trade him, bro. He's like twenty four years old. They don't wanna trade him. He wants out, but they don't want to train him trade him. And he actually does have back injuries. He's seeing specialists and stuff like that. So I thought he was faking that. He's not faking it. But I, I don't know. I don't think right now the way the secondary is playing, maybe probably get a pass rush. If you trade two ones, it better, it's probably better for a pass rusher instead of a corner. 
Nope. That's just my opinion. I mean, I, exactly. I, I said this back in September 17. I said straight up we should not go up for Jalen Ramsey, and I got a bunch of hate for it and criticism for saying I don't want Jalen Ramsey. Because the asking price is too high to me because this guy wants to be the highest-paid corner. I have no problem giving him that. But when you trade like two ones and then give him the highest paid, you're hurting your salary cap and you're hurting your future. If you say like, let's say like just a first round pick, I'm fine with that. But two ones is way too much. I don't know. I I've never. I just like our secondary how it is. Honestly, I think our secondary is playing well. I don't think we need to trade for a guy like Jalen Ramsey. I don't think we need to trade really good assets. I know fans are all about the aggression, and it's you know, not about aggression. It's about this is how I thought of it. So Melvin is 29 years old. He's going to be a free agent next year. Will they re-sign him? That's questionable. Slay is going to be 29 years old. His contract's up in two years. And then Jalen Ramsey is 24. That, that's you paid how Coleman I, already. Huh? You paid Coleman. You paid you Coleman paid already. Coleman, but that's your nickel. You still need outside guys. He, he, could play, he could play outside too, though. Who? Yeah. You're, you're going to want Coleman to right. nickel, though. I'm sorry. But, Slay is 28, not 29. But yeah. his contract is up in two years. If you trade for a guy like Jalen Ramsey to me, it's kind of saying that you're done with Darius Slay after this year. I don't think you re-sign Darius Slay. You're not gonna pay. You're not gonna pay Darius Slay, Jalen Ramsey, and Justin Coleman. That's just not happening. Well, and like, you already pay Trey Flowers and Damon Snacks Harrison. You're not investing that much money to your defense. It's just not happening. If they were to trade for Ramsey, let's say, let's say they give up two ones, you pay Ramsey. But then what you could do is when Slay's contract is up that following year, you could trade him. So you get rid of him. This. I wouldn't do this, but I read this. I, I love Slay. I would never trade Slay. Okay. But I read this. I'm just telling like how kind of like an executive would think about it because you think about your future and now. Would you rather have a 24 year old or a 30 year old? But I think I still think it's too expensive though. You, you know who's you know what you know what you're going to get out of Slay though on your team. I know you could say the argument. You know you're going to get out of Ramsey. You don't know what you're going to get out of Ramsey though. You don't know what you're going to get out of Ramsey as a Detroit Lions. No, you do not. No, you do not, man. You don't know. I'm telling you. Do have you seen the pass rush in Jacksonville? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty damn good. Like, those quarterbacks have two seconds. As soon as they have to call hike, they have two seconds, maybe one and a half seconds to get rid of that ball. Yes, Jalen Ramsey is an all-pro cornerback. But you put him in a Detroit situation, not a lot of corners could thrive in a Detroit situation. He could, though. He got the speed and he, the size. He could. He could. Or he could struggle. You're telling him to cover number one receivers – for 10, 20, 30 seconds. No, I wouldn't say 30, 20, 20 seconds. Nah. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Bro, I'm saying, like, some of these quarterbacks, they, they're rolling around in the pocket. They have all day. They just chill, and then they make passes. Look at 2017 Slay. How long did those quarterbacks, when you had that pass rush, how, how long did they have to, to get rid of that ball? A lot of time. Right. Like, with Jelly Ramsey's driving under that, under that, that situation, like, it's, it's different. I think Jalen's the perfect fit for this scheme. It fits his like strength. Like same with Rashawn Melvin. You can say the same with Rashawn Melvin. Last year it was with Oakland. They had no pass rush. He was awful. He came here. We don't have a pass rush. He's playing well. He's playing well. I mean, like I said, it's up in there. You don't. You really don't know. I don't really doubt that Jalen would be good in Detroit. I actually think he'd be a really good fit. I just don't want to take the risk at trading so much assets. Paying the guy, right? Get, getting rid of the guy who's been a lockdown corner for your your franchise for since two thousand, or he's been your lockdown corner probably since two thousand fifteen or two thousand fourteen, but he's been on your team since two thousand thirteen. I'm not willing just to give up on Darius Slay to take a chance on Jalen Ramsey, who could be really good. And honestly, I think it's very 
very offensive to Darius Slay if you trade for John Ramsey. I agree, and I think the locker room would also revolve because Slay's their guy, and if they like get rid of Slay, I, I don't think they'll get rid of Slay. Slay's their guy. I yeah. think that's very offensive if you do yeah. a move like that. And then I'm you're going to. Uh, Dave Burkett said this. So yeah. I remember it was Dave Burkett who said this. And then you're going to make a move where a guy like Darius Slay has been holding out for a contract, and you're going to bring in Jalen Ramsey to pay him? Like, how is Darius Slay going to feel that? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be happy. Right. Yeah. So you're wanting to get him pissed off. That that's my situation. But, on it. but long story short, he's just way too expensive. Yeah, just I mean, way even, too expensive. Even when like the asking price, I mean, this was just like speculation at the time. It, like when I said September seventeenth, it was kind of like uh, maybe a one in a three or one in a four. I was still not. I, I still really didn't want to. They do wouldn't it. do that. They wouldn't yeah. do that trade. No, no, that's no I'm ridiculous. Saying, I'm saying that's what the speculation around like. Fans and like some beat writers. In a heartbeat. Madden, Madden wouldn't even, Madden wouldn't even do one, that. Yeah, Madden wouldn't do that. But if it's a one in four, <laughs> I mean, I think every team would, not every team, but a lot of teams would do that in a heartbeat. I'm, I'm just saying, from the Lions situation, right now, I think you've already invested so much into that secondary or that defense in general. It's just, I don't think you need Jalen Ramsey. So I, I, I really I'll like agree I, that. And I really, and I really, as far as the corner is concerned, I really think that they're really doing a good job developing uh, yeah, Mario Aurier. But um, I, d- I think that, you know, maybe next year he could come in and be a starter. Who knows, you know? Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Um, I think we all agree, though, that right now Jalen Ramsey, for the asking price and the salary and all that, it's probably it's a, a, it's no. a hell. No. It's going to be a hell no for me. Yeah, it's a no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it was, it's been a no for me for a while, but. It's been yeah. a no for me for a while, too. I still love you, Jalen, but sorry, bro. I'm not giving up two ones for you. Yeah, he did like uh, who was it? Ty Mopkins' Instagram post of the twenties or something like that for the yeah, Lions. And, and he's not oh. getting twenty. He if he came here, he he wouldn't get number twenty either. No, he would not. Oh, hell no, he wouldn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question I got is um, this is not really his name, but his Instagram name is Full Send. I I really don't know how to say this, but his last name on his bio is McConnell, and he's in the U.S. Air Force. So big shout out to this guy. He said, who is our number two running back as of right now? All right. First of all, I want to say shout out to McConnell. I have nothing but respect for guys who serve this country. Thank you for your service. We appreciate it. Yep. And then my number two running back, I'd say as of right now, is probably J.J. McKissick. But we talked about that earlier. You said it's probably better to find a better number two option. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think it's J.D. right now. He's gotten more snaps, more of a role on this football team at the number two running back spot. Then Ty Johnson, and since C.J. Anderson's been gone, and Paul Perkins has even been activated. So, yeah, I think we should definitely look for an upgrade. But as of right now, it is J.D. McKissick. Yeah. Um, he, he is. I don't think he that, that's a role for him, though. I think he's much on the smaller end. I don't think that's a role that he should have as a number two back. He He's a number two back right now. But I do think in, in the next few weeks, I think it should be Ty Johnson, to be honest. I think Ty Johnson is eventually gonna figure it out. Yeah, so. Find a find a way to get you know get on the field. He that is explosive. Yeah, he's explosive. Just needs better vision. Yeah, right. I mean, you can, you can learn it. He'll be all right. Hopefully, young backs when they tend to have when they tend to struggle with vision, it's pretty hard to fix. But hopefully, he fixes it. All right, and this is my last question I got from my page, and this is from James Bilichik. And he's, it looks like he's from Wayne State University. Same year as me. Okay. Um, so our Instagram post to advertise this mailbag episode was a picture of 
the <laughs> iconic D's Nuts guy, and we put the Pride Podcast logo on it. So he was wondering, what's our thoughts on these nuts? So no comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Malcolm, what is your thoughts on these nuts? Because you actually no, hold on. Big shout out to Malcolm for making the picture. First okay. of all, putting these nuts. <laughs> He's gonna make a fire intro. You guys have already been hearing it by now, but of these nuts. So Malcolm, what is your thoughts on these nuts? I don't have no thoughts on it, man. It's just that, you know, I know he was looking for mail. <laughs> it, was, it was a prank call, you know. He, he was saying that he has mail. The guy was like, "What mail?" And next question, man. Next question, guy. Yeah. All right. So hold on, hold on. I want to say my thoughts on my man these nuts. You know, I respect the man. He's a good guy. Um, I respect him being our logo of these mailbag episodes and him being our intro to these mailbag episodes. So I really respect these nuts. So that is my thoughts on him and a very funny video. Whenever that video came back a long time ago, yep. so. His name is crazy. His name is actually um, Welvin. Welvin the Great. I think that's his name on Instagram. Oh, I might need to give him a phone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That is all I got for my page. So, Malcolm, open up the Pride Podcast page, and we got the Detroit Lions video page. What's going on, everybody? Um, so, I'm just going to read off the question off the first. I'm starting off with the Detroit Lions video page. We answer a lot of these questions, and guys, I want to let everybody know that we are picking the best questions and questions that are not duplicates because we're getting a lot of questions about, you know, Chandler Jones. You know, we already answered that. Um, So we're we're not going to answer it. Um, As far as any questions regarding Green Bay, we're going to answer that in the next pod. Um, So we won't be answering any questions against Green Bay. So just want everybody know. Now, as far as... The question that we have, this question from S Natic fourteen. Um, his question is, um, which is the most dangerous weapons on our offense? Most dangerous weapons on the offense, I will say. Well, well I'll uh, take that back. I take that back. It's a which receiver is our most dangerous weapon offense? Okay, I think it's Kenny Galladay. I don't think it's even a question. Yeah, I, agree <laughs> with I think it's uh, Kenny Galladay. They've been giving him more looks. He's actually, I think he's the number one now. He's been getting more targets than everyone, more red zone targets, more targets down the field. I think it's Kenny Galladay. Marv is a solid number two, though, and Dola is a good slot. But right now, it's Kenny Galladay. I mean, I, yeah, I, I like what we have. I like that we could, you know, they could go either way, and any one of these guys could get 100 yards. So right. I, 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 I like that. But yeah, you're talking about. Oh, sorry. No, no, you're fine. I was gonna say, um, but regarding like the best one, you know, it, it is Kenny Galladay. You know, he's a guy that's gonna, he look like he's gonna be targeted the most in those key moments. So yeah, I do say that's Kenny Galladay. I think if we're going whole offensive, what you thought, what the, was the first question? I think we can say T.J. Hawkinson, honestly. Like that's a guy I trust the most on offense, and who oh, I think could be the who I think who could be the biggest threat on this offense mm. is T.J. Hawkinson. I'd still say it's Kenny Galladay right now. T.J. He's been he he has some drops, man. T.J. is still a rookie. He's, he's learning still a rookie. I'm, I, I know that. I know don't don't that. bring up exactly. don't bring up the D word here in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> for tight ends. <laughs> uh, what, what I'm saying is that um, as far as like, you know, something like that, I, I would say, you know, if, other than other than Kenny Galladay, I'll go probably Danny Mendola. This year? Yeah, yeah this year. I, I don't know. I have to think about this. Yeah. I mean, you well, can I mean, you go, you go anyway. Give me Marvin Samuel Marvin Jones. Marvin's you know, exactly. a deep guy. Dola is a guy who like kind of like works the middle of the field. It, 
He's that guy that if it's third, if it's third and six, Stafford's looking to him. Yeah, I'm, I'm going right to I'm going right to Danny. Yep. You, could, you could look at Marvin Hall now. Yeah. <laughs> Big Ken yeah. versus Casey. Hey. Yeah. And um, that's the only question I have on the podcast on on my video page. Now there was a couple, and like I said, I wasn't going to answer the questions that were duplicated yeah. or any questions regarding the Green Bay game. Okay. So going to the podcast page. Make sure you follow. Um, this question is from Tomas underscore Weir. It said, "What is currently the biggest hole on our roster that could be addressed before the se- before the end of the season?" I will say a compliment running back is the biggest hole to me right now to go with carry on. I would say I don't really think they have like a big hole. I think they're solid at positions, but if they were to improve. Like we said, I think it's still the pass rush. I mean, they got guys coming back, hopefully healthy, but we just don't know how to look. I still bring in another pass rusher if they could. That's the number one thing I do right now. That's 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 interesting. And I'm just thinking about this question because I'm looking, you know, from the off season. When we were talking about this in the off season, everybody's I mean, everybody, the media, fans, everybody thought the biggest hole was gonna be right guard. <laughs> but smash. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not. You know, the the, the guards and they've been playing well. It's tackled been playing well. Oh. Left guard, you're actually referring. Yeah, left guard. I'm sorry, left guard. Yeah. Joe Dawes. Joe Dawes been playing well. So, so yeah. Um, as far as the biggest hole, hmm, I would have to agree with Tyler. You know, I think we do need a running back right now. If, yeah, because I don't I don't see J D McKissick as a second like a, like a, like a complimentary back like that. Yeah, I agree. I think you could even maybe look at another receiver, but I think a back's more important right now to this football team than a, a wide receiver. Uh, I, I, I like Marvin Hall. He he earned my respect. Made the nice catch. I'll give him that. Yeah, Marvin Hall, Marvin Hall definitely earned my respect. Okay. Um. So, all right. So this question is from John Scuba. That's the two man. Two times. Loyal Pride podcast listener. He is loyal. Yeah, Shout two out to times. John. Two times. He likes um, my yo's. That's why I, I, I respect that man a lot. Okay. Um, his question is, um, Patricia has proven to be really good at game planning against good quarterbacks. Do you think we'll have a similar game plan against Rodgers as he did against Mahomes? Or do you think it'll be different? I think it'll be different, honestly. I mean, I know Rodgers has, I mean, there's, they have similar quarterbacks, like similarities, like, you know, they can both move around in the pocket, both can sling the ball deep as hell. I don't know if you exactly game plan. I think you kind of can game plan them the same way you game planned them last year when you beat them in week five at Ford Field. I think you could game plan them very similar like you did. Send pressure and, you know, trust your secondary for them, for those uh, wide receivers. Actually, I actually have a very... I would say this is crazy game plan. I would say this is crazy because I would never thought I'd ever say this about a Green Bay's offense that I think it'll be best for us to force Rodgers to pass. That's crazy. Like that is, it, that is crazy. That, that that's insane. <laughs> but I really think we have to shut down this run game. I think we have to completely take. We got to take Aaron Jones out of the game. Right. When I'm looking at the Green Bay Packers offense, and I'm not going to get too much into it because we're going to talk about this next week. They don't have any guys, especially if, um, if Devontae Adams don't play because he's still battling that turf toe, turf toe injury. If he's 
not playing. They don't have any deep threats. They don't have any guys that can really stretch the field. Um, I mean, they have good guys who can attack the ball, but they don't have any guys that can stretch the field like that. So I think we, we take away the run. I think our guys match up against Aaron Rodgers. They're, they're, they're receivers, and I think we could I think we'll play them well if we take away the run game. But if, we, if the running game is if their running game is going, it could be bad. But that's all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah, that's just a yeah, big I, big what if if Devontae plays or not, and then yeah. your whole game plan changes. I think regardless if Devontae plays or not, I think it's gonna be the same game plan. I think it's gonna be cover one, a lot of cover one, but we've seen a lot from Patricia. So very similar to what they actually did last week. It's it's gonna be not as like matchup based, but very similar scheme. A lot of cover one, but instead of doubling a tight end, maybe you send that linebacker on a blitz, or you know what I mean. I think you so said it's gonna game. be like that. Yeah, it's gonna be like that. Instead of like doubling a tight end, maybe you send that linebacker. But we'll talk about that um, next episode later in the week. Yeah, I'm still kind of scouting the Packers. All right. So the next question is from Ash Dot Soden. Shout out to my boy in UK. Um. He, his question is, and he put, sorry if this is a stupid question, and just want to let you know. It's not a stupid question. You're good. Um, there are, are it, no stupid questions. Yeah, they, they, there's no, no stupid no, questions. No, 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 no. Well, there okay, there okay. are some stupid questions. Yeah, there, <laughs> there are some, some stupid questions. I've got some stupid questions. <laughs> <laughs> some? Uh, <laughs> all right. He said he doesn't get much information over there in the UK. Okay. But his question is, um, his question is, if... He, if and when Han and Daniels come back, how do you see the D-line rotation turning out? And what impact do you think they will have on our defense and uh, and our season as a whole? Let me just give you a simple answer real quick. I don't want to steal a spotlight from you guys. I just want a simple answer. You get Han, Daniels back, Kevin Strong is out of your rotation. You don't have to count on him <laughs> to play as much as he's been playing. And you get pressure on the quarterback more. And... I'll leave it as simple as that. Pierre, now give me your more in-depth analysis. All right. So third down, I mean, you have basically Aishon and Kevin Strong. Take those guys out. Insert. So Flowers in the edge. And then you have Handon Daniels at defense tackle. And you have Devon Kennard rushing the edge. That third down is a pretty nice pass rush. That's I like it better than Aishon Robinson and um, Kevin, Kevin Strong. Strong rushing yeah. the passer. I'd rather they have... To Kevin Strong, make him healthy scratch. Hey, hey, well, I, I'm gonna say this, man. Aishon has been doing a really, really good job this year, yes, man. Yes, he has, but he's not against that's the not his forte. That's he's not, not his forte. He's not Deshaun Hand on that. Like, he's not Deshaun yeah. Hand. He's not Mike Daniels, like rushing uh, rushing the passer. But Aishon is having a really good year in contract year. So, yeah. shout out to Aishon. Yeah. I just can't wait to get Kevin Strong out of that rotation. I mean, no offense to Kevin Strong. I'm just, I'm, I'm sick of it. I mean, he's a rookie, man. Or he's, undra- he's undrafted free agent. Undrafted free <laughs> what agent. What they did last week is they did play some flowers at defense tackle, and they brought they brought an Aquara playing um the end. So I saw them doing that too a little. Yeah, I mean this isn't like I mean Kevin Strong's just not in a good situation right now. I mean it's he's undrafted free agent. He worked his ass off to make the football team, but like to be forced in that situation to you know be your third down pass rusher is just it's not a great situation to develop. It's like. You're kind of just throwing him under the fire, honestly, right now while yeah. you have injuries. So it kind of sucks for Kevin Strong. You know, I, I like Kevin Strong. He's, doing, really he's do. doing the best. He's doing the best he can. No, he's doing all right. You know, he's, not, he's not like the I, best I really, player, but he's not I also really, getting killed. Yeah, I really do like like him. You know, he's not a bad player. It's just I don't think he's in a good situation right now. 
And, right. He's not ready. And, and it, it makes a huge difference compared to Deshaun had to Kevin Strong. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, coming coming into the season, I actually had Deshaun Hanna's one of the guys who were going to take the biggest jump from last year this year. Um, so I just I still can't wait to see him, man. I think he couldn't definitely improve what we have on that defensive line. That's yeah. why I'm not really too, I guess, so jumpy about trading just, a top yeah, pick. Take, yeah, trading a top pick, you know, a second round, first round. Maybe a third round. I'm not I'm not that jumpy to trade these guys those picks, just because I have so much. I guess I have so much you know high expectation for for um, Deshaun Hand. Maybe so, maybe Deshaun Hand could be our Kawhi Leonard. You know, kind of be that forgotten man that just steps up and turns into like the MVP on defense. Yeah, I mean, I think, hey, it'll, I, think it'll take, I think it'll take some games for him. I don't think yeah. he'll come in and automatically be Deshaun Hand from last year. You know, so hey, I think it'll go take some games. No. You know, he got to get back into football shape. And we'll see, man. Well, he did have one of his best games, actually, last year against yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yep. He had he a forced fumble. Forced fumble, and he recovered Sack, it. Sack, forced fumble, and he recovered it. Yeah, so, yeah, great game. Yeah. I think that's all the questions I'm going to answer on the... Is that it? The IG page. Let me just take a look at my Twitter, the Twitter real quick. Okay. Um, this question is coming from our Twitter page. Um, it's from Brandon Kerr. Um, shout out to Brandon Kerr. Um, his at name is SFH underscore one. Um, his, he asked two questions. The first question, you know, we got into it pretty much this whole pod, so I'm not going to answer the first question. But the, the second question is pretty good. Um, his question is, when are the Lions actually going to win a game where they show everybody how to be the top flight team? Monday Night Football. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it starts on Monday. And I hope. Starts, it starts on Monday. It's going to be nationally televised. You know, everyone's talking about the Lions. Some people are not buying it. Some people are buying it. You know, if they play well on national television against a pretty good damn team, people will take notice. If you beat Green Bay and Lambeau on Monday Night Football, people will take notice for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Especially I after think, the great performance versus KC. Yeah, I, th- I think this is... I'm actually kind of happy that Green Bay won. I'm kind of happy because now a lot of people, a lot of the media, they're on the, the Green Bay hype train back. They're like, oh, at first they're like, oh, who's the best team in the North? And then they were trying to debate between the Lions and the Packers because we were on our bye and they just saw what the Packers did to to, to the Cowboys. They're right back on that, on that Packers train. So right now they're riding that Packers train. But if we go out to Lambeau and we handle business, I think the whole respect factor switches over to Detroit, and I think we'll get a lot of media attention, to be honest. And I Definitely. think, like, what his question is referring to, because, like, we last year, the Rams, they everyone used the blueprint to them, and then this year with the Chiefs, we played them up, but we didn't win those games. I think he's saying, when will those happen? And hopefully that'll happen, like... Monday night. Monday night, yeah. 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 Well, I just want to say, Brandon Kerr, I, I, I love the respect you give to our podcast, but... He mentioned how much he loved our podcast, and he tagged Pierre and he tagged Malcolm. But I, I unfortunately he left out. He left out the legendary. Yeah, I, I told him. I told him he left out the legendary. I, 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 saw, Tyler. I saw that. I saw that. I unfortunately did not get the tag on Twitter, and <laughs> I got I got left out. I t- I tagged you though. I, I, I made I, sure I, I made sure I tagged you, and let you, and I told him that you know I know I know you can't you can't Smoke. tag us and not tag the the legendary Tyler. 
I, I respect. Yep. I, I appreciate you, Malcolm. I, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, Malcolm. <laughs> um, and again, guys, I don't want you to think that you're that anybody was left out. It was just there was a lot of double questions yeah. on why we didn't answer these these questions. And you know, we thank everybody for even participating in asking these questions, but we just can't answer the same questions over and over. Yeah, without these questions, this podcast is not available. So. Yeah. So you know your questions are what make these what makes this episode go. You know if if you don't answer if you don't ask questions, what are we going to answer? Nothing, and then <laughs> there's no podcast. So again, we do really appreciate you guys. But that is a wrap to episode 47 of the Pride Podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for all the support all season long since the bye week. Wait, from wait, Twitter. wait, what? What? wait. Before we yeah. end the show, before we end the show. I want to give a shout out to the Oakland Raiders. You know, the Oakland Raiders. I want to give a shout out to the Oakland Raiders, man. Thank you. You know, the, the Raiders. You know, the Raiders. You know, thank you. You know, everybody. Just thank you for the Raiders for, you know, handling business. Yeah. Beating the Bears for us. Um, while we're on our no, bye week. No shout out to the NFC East, though. You know, the, the, the um, Cowboys completely let us and down. The Giants, and the Giants. So, and the Giants. So, because of that, um... Raiders Cody, you know, he's a part of Blue Wire. Shout out to Raiders Cody. Um, Fallen, Fallen Smith, you know, shout out to you too with the Keep It 300, with the Raiders podcast. Any Raiders podcast, any Raiders, you know, that's it. Yeah. All right, guys. That is a wrap to episode 47. Hope you guys enjoyed. I am out. See you guys for the preview for the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Fields. I'm out. All right, guys, I'm out. Peace. Peace. The Pride Podcast is sponsored by the D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. TheDLine.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. TheDLine.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.